What's up, everybody? Mike Guyomi, Sons of a Pitch, an American Soccer Podcast, here to bring you episode number 192, season number four, episode two. Wow, season four. It's insane. Thanks for everybody for jumping on and uh, hanging out with me here on Sons of a Pitch. We got lots to talk about. In this episode, we're going to discuss MLS Week 2 Roundup and Recap, my winners and losers for Week 2, as well as a huge signing for TFC and MLS. And who knows, maybe some other news and notes as well. As we speak, we've got the uh, live going on right now, live match between Philadelphia and Atlanta in the CONCACAF Champions League. And uh, then we've got Toronto FC and Cruz Azul coming up right after this one. We will be live, so make sure to join us for that one right here on Sons of a Pitch Soccer Podcast. And uh, lots of good action to come tonight. Look at that. We got Ramon on. How you doing, Ramon? How's it going, man? You're early today, Mike. Hey, you know what? We're doing a regular podcast episode now, and then we'll do the live for Cruz Azul and TFC in a little bit. So thanks for jumping on, Ramon. And uh, all right, let's get right into it here. Some of the uh, games to get started. First up, Friday night, a nice, a really good game between Kansas City and Orlando. This one was a 1-1 draw. Orlando, how many goals did they get called back? Holy crap. This was like insane. I can't believe how many goals got called back for offsides in this in this game. Just nuts. Um, really a decent uh, performance from, from Orlando. Unfortunately, didn't get the victory in this one when they really, I think they deserved it. Uh, on the road, I thought they were going to get it done, but they did not. Uh, the score ended up 1-1, to a great, great goal by Nani to tie it up a backheeled goal that was actually ruled offside on real time. And then VAR came back to figure it out. Um, and then Busio got the goal for sporting Kansas city in the 45th minute uh, stats in this one possession was 60% Orlando shots, 11, nine shots on goal. were actually five, four for Kansas city uh, passing accuracy was a, a, just a smidge below 84% for Orlando Four corners to three. Really a good game for Orlando City. That's two games now for them where they pretty much deserved a better result. So even though they're only sitting on two points with that tie against Orlando or against Atlanta in week one, um, still got to feel pretty good if you're an Orlando City fan or Oscar Pereja uh, there for that one. Uh, so moving down the next game, New York City and Cincinnati. I have to admit this, uh, this was a... This was a game where I thought Cincinnati was going to come out and win it. Um, and boy, was I wrong. I uh, totally failed on that one. Tio Luis is on. How you doing, Tio? He says, go fire. Man, um, I'll tell you, I thought Cincinnati was going to do some business in New York. And no, New York handled Cincinnati. Kept it close in the first half, but that was about it. Um once once the second half hit, it was all, all NYCFC. And they finish off with a 5 nothing victory. Um, and uh, it was just a complete beatdown in that second half for New York City. Um, with the goals, two goals from Jesus Medina. Um, good to see him. He's a, a young designated player. And this kid, he, he's been through the thick and the thin of it with New York City. And uh, Nick Haglin own goal, uh, great free kick from Thor Eisen, uh, Thor Rarinson. 
I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name, but uh, a great free kick goal. Go check that one out in the highlights if you get a chance. Uh, Victor Castellanos as well gets a goal in this one and just 5-0. Complete beatdown. The only negative thing I have to say for New York City in this one is, good God, that stadium. How in God's name do that? Do they play at that field? You watch this and you're like, what? How is this even possible? Um just complete trash that they're playing there. I can't wait for that team to get a real stadium. And now look at that. We got uh, Spin361 is back. How you doing, Spin? Thanks for jumping on. And uh, Ramon, this week is huge because, remember, top eight teams are going to the Open Cup. Last I heard, the Open Cup is off. So um, from, what I'm, from what I'm understanding, that's not happening. Um, but I could be wrong. So um, and unless they reinstated it, that – which again, they, they might've, and I missed it, but from what I saw, they called it off uh, the open cup off again this year. Cause that, that screwed up open cup format. So um, all right, moving along uh, the next game on the list in this one, Nashville and Montreal. Uh, this one was a two, two draw in Nashville, uh, Montreal, CF Montreal, who just tore apart Toronto FC in the first, in the opening leg or the opening game of the season. Uh, they come out and, and they play well again against Nashville. Now, Nashville was not as bad as Toronto FC was. John Cadiz and Mukhtar with the goals for Nashville. Mason Toy and Zachary Brogiard for Montreal, the 42nd minute. Uh, Mason Toy, the guy with now with two goals in two games. He, uh, he hasn't scored like that in his MLS existence. So uh, Wilfred Nancy's doing something right there in Montreal for uh, for Mason Toy. Uh, and Zachary Brogiard on the team of the week again. That's two weeks in a row that he is on the team of the week. So Montreal look, not looking like as much of pushovers as we expected them to be. So uh, good on Montreal. The Snowflake, even though I can't, I, I mean, I'm a TFC guy. I can't get behind the Snowflakes. But uh, from what I'm seeing overall so far, a pretty good showing for them their first two weeks of the season. Um Looking at the stats in this one, you've got, uh, of course, the first two goals by Montreal. So they just continued to roll. And then it was uh, John Cadiz making it 2-1 in the 54th minute, the assist by Red Randall Leal. And then uh, you had the second goal was Hani Mukhtar in the 77th minute to tie it up. Stats in this one, it was possession for Nashville, 57%. Uh, to 43.2 for Montreal. Shots in this one was 18-9. to and then eight to four for shots on goal for Nashville. So Nashville pretty much dominated this one outside of that uh, those two goals that Montreal put on. Uh, but a good result for Montreal on the road. Uh, and Nashville, a second draw in a row after they tied Cincinnati in week one. So they continue to uh, to move through the uh, the list. Now, another game that was a, a draw uh, was Toronto and Vancouver. This one finishes two to two. Uh, Vancouver, really the better team on the day. Luke Singh opens up his account for TFC in uh, his first ever MLS goal, actually. And uh, in the seventh minute in this one, a great cleanup in the box. And then uh, Christian Dahomey with a penalty kick in the 55th to tie it up. And then Andy Rose in the 70th minute, only to be followed up by Jonathan Osorio in the 82nd minute. Uh, coming in as a substitute was Osorio, since he actually uh, was able to uh, get back fit for this one to at least come off the bench. Uh, Toronto held the possession in this one, but it was from watching the game itself, this one was a Vancouver game. And again, TFC very shorthanded. 
playing in the midweek, playing next, actually, uh, will be uh, will be going live for their game against Cruz Azul in uh, in just a few minutes. And uh, you know, you see these lineups that TFC keeps putting out, and the kids, it's a lot of kids, a lot of the non-starters, no Pozuelo, uh, no Osorio to start. Uh, you've got Patrick Mullins up top. Josie Altador actually came in off the bench in the 61st minute to uh, at least give them something to uh, to not you know to have not have just Patrick Mullins up there. But uh, I'll tell you, it uh, TFC struggling right now, and they're going up against Cruz Azul in a few minutes at uh, at nine o'clock central. Um, it's going to be very. It's going to be a hell of a game. I can't wait. We'll be going live on a different stream for that one. Um, but uh, man, I'll tell you that. Uh, that TFC side, if they can get through Cruz Azul, it will be a freaking miracle uh, coming up because they have not looked good against either of their Canadian rivals so far. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see it going very well. So uh, there you go. Ramon says, uh, yep, you're right. And save Tio over on Facebook, USO, USOC off in 2021. Spin says, when is the game starting? The game will be starting at nine o'clock central standard time. Uh, and it'll actually be on a different feed. This is just our regular podcast episode here. Spin, and uh, we'll be live uh, going for the next one. And look at that. We got Brother BKL on. He says, hey, Mike, I'm here watching ATL versus Philly and Bench King. So what are we talking about? We are talking about Week 2 MLS. Brother BKL, glad to have you here. Hit that like button down below. And uh, everybody else, if you have not uh, – if you have not hit that like button yet, do it. We're sitting at 11 likes right now. Need to get up higher. Um, and, and hey, we really, really appreciate it. And, uh, yep, Atlanta and Philly just about to start the second half. I have it up above there. Spin361 says, are you TFC fans? I am a diehard TFC fan. Uh, huge, huge TFC fan. So, uh, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be watching. I'm doing that one for sure and excited about it. Absolutely. Um, all right. So, now looking at uh, – the next game up, we've got San Jose and Dallas. Boy, oh boy, San Jose putting a whooping on FC Dallas. This one was crazy. What, dude? And uh, San Jose just completely beating down FC Dallas. 3-1 to one was the victory. Cade Cowell with a bit of a coming out party for him, the youngster, youngest starter in MLS. Um, and he did not disappoint a great, great feed um, for the second goal. Um, Osvaldo Alanis starts it out from the penalty kick in the 34th, Espinoza in the 49th, and then Cade Cowell in the 59th minute. So Cowell with an assist and a goal in this one. Chris Wondolowski gets sent off. Uh, and, you know, I'll tell you, uh, San Jose showed a lot of resilience in this one. You've got the saved penalty. Jesus, where am I outside? Um, you see, they, they had a saved penalty in the beginning of the game. And then uh, when after they got the second penalty and Alanis put that one home, they had a goal line clearance when they were up one nothing. And uh, I'll tell you, that, that to me shows big-time resilience. And uh, San Jose is a good team. They just need to put everything together, and I think they'll be fine. Um, so uh, I'll tell you, this is – I got to turn this game off up here. A great save by Andre Blake for Philadelphia um, there just a minute ago. But uh, San Jose, really good. Wando with a red. There is no way this was a red card on Wando. I mean, you look at uh, <laughs> you look at this play. Watch the replay of this. The guy is running, Wando's right behind him, and the guy just totally slows down near the end line, and Wando just kept going and caught the back of his uh, the back of his heel 
with his studs up because he was coming down on the foot. It really a horrible. There's no malice. There's no ill intent on this, at least for me. Um, so I'm very, very surprised that, uh, that he got sent off with the red. So for me, I, I'm a little disappointed in that call. But uh, so now Wando, unless the uh, disco turns it over, Wando will be out next game and won't be able to pad his all-time MLS goal-scoring record in that next one. So um, look at that. Spin361 says, how many minutes till the game? So the game starts at 9. Uh, so what's that, 47 minutes? Uh, yeah, and I actually haven't seen the lineup, but if you have seen it, Altidore is playing. Very nice. I'll have to check that as soon as we're done here uh, with this regular podcast episode. All right, next up, Seattle Sounders and LAFC. This one I took a lot of heat from Ramon there for picking uh, for picking the Seattle Sounders to get the victory over LAFC after what they did to Minnesota in the first week. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about Minnesota later. And uh, Seattle and LAFC draw 1-1 in this one. Um, Seattle, what the hell were they doing on that first goal by Eduard Atuesta, the free kick? It's right on the edge of the box. I'll tell you right now, there's about maybe three players in all of MLS that can put a ball over the wall and into the net from the 18-yard box line. Atuesta is not one of those guys. So why in God's name Seattle was jumping and they didn't have a guy laying down behind the wall like so many of so many of the teams now do, especially on these close free kicks, a huge mental mistake for Seattle, and that's what cost them two points, just that alone. Um, and I'll tell you that, I mean, you look at Seattle, uh, just a, a huge disappointment there for them. Um, this game was the definition of a dead even game. The stats in this matchup, I mean, this is what you can really tell that these two teams are the are honestly the top two teams in the West. Maybe Portland kind of plays in that as well. Um, and who knows, maybe the Galaxy. We'll talk more about the Galaxy as well uh, later on in this one. But overall, you look at the stats in this, 50.8% possession for LAFC, 49.2% for Seattle. Shots, total shots, nine apiece. Shots on goal, four for LAFC, three for Seattle. Passing accuracy, 77 and 74% respectively. Corners six to three LAFC. Uh, but man, oh man, I mean, this game was dead even when you watched it. Either team could have won it. And uh Brad Smith gets a goal, which I I didn't like that goal at all. I thought that could have been called offsides uh, on that uh, initial play-in on the uh on the far sideline there. Um when I forget who the Seattle player was that didn't go for it, but I could I could have called that as an AR, thinking that pass might have been in for that person who was offside, even though he stepped back and didn't touch it. I know it's the rule, but that's kind of my thoughts. So um, there you go. So that, uh, that's my thoughts on that. I mean, overall, a dead-even game, and uh, I'd like to see those teams match up once again. And uh, there you go. I mean, Ramon Pablano says, uh, and that was with no forwards, no Vela, and no Rossi. Yeah. That's that's true. I mean, LAFC. That's scary that they were playing Seattle um, that that way. And uh, yeah, and missing right back Tristan Blackman as well. So uh, LAFC getting the job done with with at least getting a point against Seattle with all those injuries. Uh, there you go. So it's brother BKL. Seattle Sounders came not good in the first half, including a wake up. But now second half. Thank goodness he got a goal. Seriously, wake up Sounders. 
yeah, that's uh, I'm really disappointed in that free kick there from the Sounders uh, against Atuesta when they didn't lay a guy back under that wall. Stupid play, but I'm not the coach. I'm not the guys on the field. So what can you say? All right, there's spin 361 with the lineup for TFC Bono, Moro, Gonzalez, Zavaleta, Auro, Bradley, Preso, Delgado, Osorio, Schaffelberg, and Altador. Okay, so a few more pieces back. That's that's good news for TFC there. Um, good lineup. Thanks for that spin. I appreciate it. And uh, there's Ramon. Let's go black and gold. Amen. Always let's go black and gold from Ramon. Diehard LAFC fan. Love it, man. Love it. And one of our members. Speaking of memberships, I did just post today uh, to get the $9.99 option for the sports betting uh, picks, uh, doing over and unders in a separate video for the 999 level. Uh, I did just submit that today. It's under review and, uh, we got a good response from the poll, but Hey, you can still join today. 199 for the starter level, get your name featured in that scroll that you see right below me, uh, during the game. And, uh, as well, get your loyalty badges and custom emojis like Ramon's got there next to his name, that loyalty badge. Every time he talks, you got that cool badge and then emojis. You can have the sons of a pitch logo. You can use the, uh, USA, USMNT logo. You could use MLS's logo. Uh, lots of good stuff. Designated player, four ninety nine all stars, all starter perks, plus members only lives, which we actually have a pullout right now. And it's one vote against one vote for that, uh, that members only live discounted merchandise and the name in the description as well. So uh, check out the joint feature today. It really helps us out and really helps us continue to grow. So thank you to all of our members that scroll here along the bottom of the screen during all of our live streams. Very much appreciated. And again, only three more spots left in the Founders Club. Josh Pletcher, as his name goes rolling right down the list right here. Uh, he actually was a surprise when I didn't get a notification for Josh. So uh, thanks for joining, Josh, and uh, we'll see you on the next live. Look at we got Samuel on tonight. How you doing? That is good stuff there. Appreciate you coming on, Samuel. And uh, Brother BKL says, can you tell why it came option between 999 members? Um, yeah, so I, uh, I, I'm getting a lot of requests for over-unders and prop bets uh, through my picks and predictions video, which continue to do better week after week. And uh, a lot more people picking up on it. And uh, they decide, I said, hey, let's put it out there, $9.99. I'll do a, a specific episode on top of picks and predictions for over-unders as well as prop bets and uh, be kind of the better special. And that will be the um, – that will be the – uh, all-star level is what it's called. So if it gets approved by the almighty uh, YouTube gods that are, right? And uh, Ramon says, uh, there you go, says, uh, totally worth it, everyone. I recommend to subscribe. Awesome. Yes, thank you, Ramon. Appreciate it, my man. And uh, all right. Now, we're going to talk about uh, the – actually going to let John Donovan talk about the uh, Atlanta United game uh, and Chicago Fire over on the podcast side. Uh, so we will take a sponsor break and then let John talk about that game. And then we'll come right back here. This episode of Sons of a Pitch, an American soccer podcast brought to you by nice premium Iceland pure spring water. Also by Donovan Food Brokerage, a sales and marketing firm focused on food service sales in the Midwest. And lastly, by Skira, Icelandic spring water available at your local 7-Eleven. And now it's time for our weekly Chicago Fire update brought to you by John Donovan. Take it away, John. Mike, John Donovan here, ready to talk about the MLS and the Chicago Fire. It's always a pleasure. I've watched the game three times, trying to find something good out of the game. Chicago Fire lost the game three to one. 
Um, and the score is not really indicative of the way the game was played. First part of the game, the first half, Atlanta owned the ball 67% of the time. They left with just a one nothing um, score. Fire were very lucky that it wasn't more. I, they dominated the play, dominated the ball. The ball was mostly in the Atlanta uh, offensive area. The Chicago Fire, they started the same way they did the previous week. Barrick, Offer, uh, Frankowski, Stavanovic, Jimenez, Medran, uh, Sekulik, uh, who had a heck of a good game, Collier, Kapilov, and Bornstein. To, to go from the, from the back up, the defense was, especially the middle part of the defense, was terrible. Kapilov looked like he was in another world. I, I think that the only explanation that I can come out with is Wiki's using a zone defense that is not working. I mean, they, Atlanta had give and goes, and Kapilov was just standing there watching the guy go. Same thing with Collier. It just was not pretty. For some reason, he is not playing Pineda, who is a wonderful young American player that deserves to play. It uh, it just mystifies me why they have why he's putting Kapilov out on that on that field. And then we move up to the midfield. Medran and Jimenez, uh, Stavanovic. Stavanovic scored on a very lucky goal in the beginning of the second half, but Medran and Jimenez were played. It, they were not even on the field with the uh, Atlanta midfield. Uh, Sosa, some of these other midfielders, it just it, it, it was like a one-man race, um, especially as the game proceeded on. So the midfield was rough. The defense was rough. The forward line, Barrick plays his traditional strong game with no wings. Offer, who is a number nine, they putting him out on the wing, and he's, he's not good. Frankowski is the same as he has been the previous year. You know, what did we have last year? Two goals by wingers going into the final game of the season, and I suspect we're going to see about the same unless some changes are made. Um, it, the whole team, I mean, the, the game went into the second half. The first half, Atlanta owned the ball 67% of the play. The second half, uh, Fire came out and scored, and then it was Atlanta. They had the ball most of the time in their offensive end, and they scored two goals, two really beautiful goals. One was an, kind of an old goal, own goal that went through, but it was a very nice cross. And then uh, the final one just put the nail in the, in the Chicago Fire team. Um, the, the, the coaching on this team, I have talked about European coaches not being able to react to needs on the field the way the MLS has had to do because of uh, player limitations and so forth. Wiki was not in this game. He did not, his players were dead tired, the majority of them, by the 66 minute offer looked like he was ready to just stop. Um, he did not make any moves, any changes until the 80, I believe it was 85th moment when the game was gone. And he put in Espinosa, who plays nationally for Ecuador. The American kids, the homegrown, and then Pineda, they sat on the bench the whole game where they, it was just shouting for them to come in. Wiki made no moves, which, as the announcer said, 
he apparently has no trust in those players. Even the announcers, the um, uh, Tony Miola, who is the Chicago color announcer, just was mystified at the way Wiki was handling the squad, as I am. So unless changes are made, fans, we're going to have one heck of a long season. I, we will get some players back, but if, if uh, the coaching continues the way it is, uh, you know, one sign that just made my heart jump was Frank Klopas on the sideline sort of directing Wiki. I just am so tired of that man as part of the fire. Okay, folks, have a good week. I'll be back next week. Let's hope that they can make some changes and get this team going. Come on, Joe Monsano. Do something good with this squad. Take care. Thanks for that Chicago Fire update, John. We'll talk to you next week. All right. So in that one, um, Atlanta 3, Chicago Fire 1. Boy, oh boy, the fire. Yikes. Not looking good right now are the fire. Um, so oof. <laughs> sorry to all the fire fans that are out there. Uh, looks like it's going to be another long year for you guys. Um, so moving to the next one, it, uh, Minnesota hosting Real Salt Lake in Minnesota's home opener. And uh, RSL, their first game of the season, they get the job done. Minnesota can't get their first victory of the season. And uh, wow, what a crazy Crazy result in this one. Two to one RSL is the final. And uh, the whole kicking the ball into the stands by David Ochoa, the goalkeeper for RSL, when he got the victory. Ah, God, what are you doing, young man? We'll talk more about that uh, in our winners and losers section. Um, but man, you look at Robin Load with the one goal for Minnesota in the 86th minute, trying to pull something back after uh, Anderson Julio with the two. Two goals for RSL in the 31st minute and the 41st minute. The uh, the pickup that they got from Atletico San Luis uh, just before the season had started. Minnesota owned the possession in this one, 55 to 44. Uh, shots, total shots, 23 for Minnesota, 11 for RSL. Shots on goal, though, four for RSL, only two for Minnesota. There's your problem right there. Minnesota only two shots on goal out of 23 total shots. Come on now. You got to do better than that if you want to win a game in MLS in today's day and age, right? Uh, so, you know, Ochoa, after the game, I'm sure you guys have all heard about it and or seen about it so far. Um, but after the game, he decides he is going to um, kick the ball into the Wonderwall, the supporter section for Minnesota United. And uh, I'll tell you right now, that is stupid. And uh, we'll talk more about it in winners and losers because I want to save it for that that segment. But just a ridiculous decision by the young man. You got the only thing I can think of is because he's so young. That's why I did it. But hey, it is what it is. Um, a, a bad decision at that. Now New England and DC United. New England gets the victory one nothing over DC. Um, a good result for New England after that uh, lackluster draw last week. Uh, Hernan Losado's side is the uh, team that finally uh, that gets the loss now for the first the first loss of uh, of the season there for him. And look at that, Ramon with the update there. Philly just scored on a corner kick, so Philly up over Atlanta, one nothing, and on the road. That's an away goal in that stream. Spin 361 says, can you stream a Premier or UEFA League game? 
You know, I'm actually thinking about starting to do more of the uh, European games for live stream reactions. Um, not really talking much about it on the podcast side or uh, picks and predictions or anything like that, but maybe just every once in a while on the weekends doing a uh, European game here and there. Thinking about it. So thanks for the idea there, Spin. We may uh, end up doing that, right? And Tia Luis says, fire Wiki. Yeah, we'll talk about him in winners and losers section. I can tell you, you could, you probably know where I'm going with that one, right? Um, all right, next game up, Philadelphia and Miami. Speaking of Philadelphia, who actually just scored against Atlanta in the Champions League, um, this one, they get the, the loss. They, they lose in their home opener to Inter-Miami. Inter-Miami getting the victory after losing to LA Galaxy in uh, Miami's home opener. And the the Iguain brothers, there you go. That's the difference in this one. The first goal was a goal by Jamiro Montero for Philly. They went up one nothing. You figured all was well. They were just going to continue to roll through the uh, – just continue to roll through the game and uh, and knock out Miami because they weren't playing too well. And then the Iguain brothers decided to show up. Um, you know, uh, Gonzalo's goal was assisted by Pipe Iguain uh, on the free kick from – 25 or so yards out. Um, and I'll tell you that, uh, <laughs> that one, why, why people and Gonzalo, if they don't play 80% of the minutes together, just fire Phil Neville. Yes. I said it, just fire them. They need to be both on the field together. Cause they obviously have that chemistry together. The only thing I can say is people may not be able to play that many minutes because he is getting up there in age. Um, he, and his knee issues, maybe he can't play, that many minutes, but dear God, you need to get both of them out there in the, in the meaningful games and the meaningful minutes, because that chemistry showed big time. And if it was not for both of them, they don't win this game. So uh, Gonzalo within the 73rd minute and Federico Iguain in the 83rd, get the victory there. So uh, that's, that's a good result for Miami. Phil Neville. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's talking about him. Everybody's excited about him. It's one game against Philly, and Philly's playing three nights later, right now, uh, in that uh, in that game. So in, in the Champions League. So just chill, everybody. Slow down with Inter Miami, would you? All right. So let's get up on the comments here. We got Rocky does it all is on. How you doing, Rocky? And uh, as well, Troy Palomalo. Will the Miami Flamingos sign Penaldo? I don't even know who Penaldo is. Never even heard of him. Didn't forgot to look it up. So. Uh, I haven't heard any rumors about it, so I'm going to say no. Uh, and then, uh, Brother BKL, nobody stopped those brothers, and these Miamis are freaky good. I mean, look at the mind, look at me mind blow. There you go. And uh, that if if they get those guys playing well together, they'll be a playoff contender to possibly get that, uh, get that playoff uh, position. All right, Colorado and Austin FC. Austin FC get their first ever goal and first ever victory on the same day, week number two over Colorado, 3-1. Uh, what a showing by Austin FC without one of their DPs, uh, without their player there, Thomas Pocatino. Apparently there was some type of visa issue before the game that uh, that apparently they didn't didn't let him play or something. I don't know what the hell went on. Nobody's explaining anything on why he had to be pulled from the roster, um, but it is what it is. Uh, so in that game, Austin, the first goal, Diego Fagundes. Yes, Diego freaking Fagundes. What? Seriously? I mean, come on now. 
Diego Fagundes. This guy has been in the league forever, and he's only 26 years old. He is now an Austin FC lore. I mean, this guy has played 10 seasons with the New England Revolution, never became the player that they thought he was going to be, and he scores the first goal for Austin FC in their history, and uh, there you go. So, uh, wow, crazy. Um, then you've got Cecilio Dominguez, two goals in four minutes, and uh, Austin beating Colorado for their first win. I mean, that's something to build on. I mean, Minnesota United FC coming up next. You never know. They might be able to beat them too because they're struggling a little bit as well. So congratulations to Austin FC, the expansion side, getting that first ever victory there. Uh, a huge deal for Austin and uh, and for that fan base, which is a great, great fan base. Uh, all right, we got Jay Jardim on. How you doing, Jay? Says TFC, baby. All right, there you go. And uh, Troy Palomalu says, Cruz Azul 5, Toronto 0. Uh, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not not at Raymond James Stadium tonight. I'm, I, there's no way that uh, Cruz Azul wins 5 nothing on the road. That knock on wood. They might win, but they ain't winning 5 nothing. Rocky does it all. Timbers announced 50 max capacity after Friday. State put us back on extreme danger. Oh, Lord. Um, so now is that... Explain to me a little bit better now. Is that uh, is that fifty like fifty fans allowed in or fifty percent capacity? Um, and uh, all right, there you go. Look at Ramon Austin. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, they're, they're looking decent. Looking decent. All right, and there you look at this. Troy Palomalu. I'm ready to watch these MLS teams get clapped. Hey, not so fast, man. Not so fast. We'll see how it goes. Spin says TFC three to two. Not the best result in the world for TFC, but a win is a win. We'll take. I would take it right now. If, I, if you told me it was a three-two victory for TFC, I'd probably take it. Although two away goals to Cruz Azul is a bit scary, but hey, I'd take it. All right. So next game up, we've got the Portland Timbers. Just as Rocky jumps on against Houston Dynamo, two-to-one victory for Portland. They get the job done, even though they're, they're they're rotating their squad, even though they're playing in a game Wednesday night um, against Club America. Uh, they get the job done two to one. I mean, just a great performance from Portland against Houston. And yes, we will be live for Portland and Club America right here on Sons of a Pitch. Um, so make sure you guys uh, you guys turn that notification bell on as well when you subscribe, so that you don't miss when we go live. Wednesday night will be live for for that. Uh, I'll be doing a live for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and, and Montreal Canadiens on Toronto Sports Insider from about seven to nine twenty eight, and then I'll be switching right over to uh, to the Portland against uh, or Portland against Club America tie there in the uh, in the first leg. All right, so we've got. Uh, Hey, look at that. Troy Polamalu lives in East Tampa. Well, get your ass to the game, man. What are you doing? Come on. Get on over to the game. It's at, it's at Raymond James Stadium over at RJS. Get it done. And uh, Jay Jardine says, uh, I'd take that 3-2 victory for TFC. Pause. Salteldo coming in next game. Hey, maybe. That's, uh, hopefully, Pazuelo will get back. We need him, man. We really do. We're, we're missing him big time. And Salteldo, we're going to talk about him. In the uh, in a few minutes here, Ryan Anderson is on as well. How you doing, Ryan? Ryan will be live for TFC and Cruz Azul, just like I will. So make sure you jump between both streams here. Say hi, hit like on both of our streams for us. And uh, there, hope TFC could win at Tom Brady's home. Amen. Right? Rocky does it all. It's fifty people allowed in Portland. Oh dear Jesus! 
Rocky, thank you, sir. Good luck to Toronto. I appreciate that. And, uh, man, we're going to need it because it's going to be a tough tie. But, anyways, back to the Portland-Houston game. Um, I love those Timbers jerseys. Those are freaking nice. They are really, really nice jerseys. Um, Benilla looks like a difference maker for this club. What I saw from him uh, playing down that wing, he looked good. Um, And Paredes makes up for uh, his own goal with the winner. So uh, great squad, squad rotation again by Gio Savarese. Um, TFC and Portland in very similar situations here to start the season. And uh, Portland gets it done where TFC can't. So those two points are important. And Portland got the full three where TFC only got the one. So uh, well done to Portland getting that victory there over Houston. All right, last game up was LA Galaxy and the New York Red Bulls. Yes, three to two victory for LA Galaxy. We were live for that one. A great turnout for the live stream reaction for LA Galaxy in New York. And uh, wow, what a game it was. LA Galaxy gets the victory 3-2 to two over New York. And uh, can anyone say Chicharito? Uh, damn. We're going to talk about him in winners and losers as well. Uh, Greg Vanny doing some work out in LA. Uh, Victor Vasquez looks amazing for that team. He's playing really, really well. And... Uh, LA Galaxy just looks like a completely different side. And that I, I think that is all credit to Greg Vanny. I mean, that team is uh is just is just great. I mean, that's they're playing well. And and it helps when you've got Chicharito scoring goals the way he's scoring goals. No doubt about that. Uh to be able to to get two goals in the first game and then a hat trick in this one. His confidence is sky high right now. Um and just a a good game all over by the LA Galaxy getting that victory. Uh, so good job to LA. We'll talk about them and winners and losers here. All right, so uh, there we go. We got uh, he goes. They're playing in the parking lot, bro. Not inside Ray J. Really? I thought they were playing at. Uh, they're so they playing on a practice field out next to Raymond James Stadium. I thought they were playing in the stadium. Um, Jay Jardim says, "Hey, that's still fifty more people than TFC, which is again." With TFC, why are they not letting fans into the building? I mean, this is ridiculous. I understand they're in Orlando or they're in Tampa and they're in these different places. Why in God's name would you not let fans into that building? I mean, you've got, you've got, uh, you know, you've got people who are willing to go to the games, willing to cheer on these teams. Why? Yeah, it's better than nothing. You sit in an empty stadium where they're pumping in crowd noise. Stop it. It's trash. Let people in the game and uh, let's, I mean, at least get some ticket revenue out the deal. Like, come on. What are you people thinking? I don't know. Stupid to me, but uh, yeah. Um, so Jay says, are you watching the Atlanta Philly game or watching it later? I was watching it here uh, in the, on the TV above, but then I couldn't focus on my, uh, on my notes. So I had to shut it off, but I'm going to watch the end of it here as it wraps up. So uh I appreciate, though, the, the look out there, Jay, so you don't spoil anything for me. Appreciate it, man. And uh, Rocky says, Chicharito doing what he's supposed to. Love it. There you go, man. And uh, <laughs> MLS haters out. Amen, T.O. Amen. All right, so that does it for our recap of the games. Let's talk a little bit about my winners and losers for week number two. Week number two winners. First up, Chicharito. Dude. All right. But yet last week I said, hey, the goal, the two goals, whatever, McCarthy kind of screwed them up. It wasn't, it no big deal. Nothing, nothing to write home about yet. 
Well, this week I'm here to eat my words. I talked a lot of smack about Chicharito last year. He didn't perform, and I gloated every minute of it with uh, with him not doing well. Now I'm here to admit I'm wrong this year about Chicharito. He apparently seems to be back on it with five goals, and uh, there you go. So I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, I I I, I am a guy of uh, of of honor, and I will. I will admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong about Chicharito this season. He's doing well. My second winner of the day, Austin FC. The expansion team getting their victory, their first ever victory, their first ever goal. A great showing by Austin, and hey, they might even do it again against a struggling Minnesota United side. So they are my winners this week. They are winner number two. And winner number three comes from NYCFC, Jesus Medina with two goals uh, for NYCFC. This kid, I, I, I like this kid a lot. I think he's a hell of a player. He's gone through some tough times there with NYCFC. They want him in. They want him out. They want him gone. They want him to stay uh, all over the place. Uh, and two goals for him uh, earns him a spot on my winner's list with an honorable mention going to Cade Cowell, the 16-year-old youngster for San Jose, who kind of had a bit of a coming out party. If he does it well again, then uh, then there you go. Maybe, maybe he'll be on the winner's list next week if he does it again for San Jose. But uh, overall, Cade Cowell, a goal and a mighty good assist as well, puts him in the honorable, honorable mention category for my winners. Now, to my losers. First up, David Ochoa. Dude, David Ochoa, what the hell are you thinking, bro? Um, I was listening to Extra Time today, and uh, you know, I just I just was like, I can't stand listening to these guys. I just can't. Um, they're talking about how, oh, it's not a big deal that you know Minnesota's overreacting, and you know, he's pumped up. It's his first ever victory, so he's pumped up. There's not a full house crowd, so you can actually hear, you know, what these guys are saying in the crowd. And you, you know, so that can really get under your skin. And yeah, I can see why he was so pumped up when they won the game to kick the ball into the stands and all this kind of stuff. There's no excuses. None whatsoever for that. You are a professional soccer player. The fans are in the stands. You are on the field. You don't ever, ever, ever interact like kicking a ball into the stands on purpose or yelling at a fan or going after a fan or anything like that, regardless of what they say to you. Now, should those fans who talk a lot of smack, if they ever get threatening and things like that, should they be pulled out of the stadium? Absolutely. Fans can heckle. That's what they do. You're a professional athlete. Act like it. I have no sympathy for that, and because of that, he is on my losers list number one overall uh, because that's just total disrespectful, um, and and I'm 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 pissed about it. So um, Jay Jardim says his extra time MLS's podcast. It is, and those guys, they're a bunch of friggin' fakers out there, and uh, they're just you know, oh well, he's a young kid, and you know, he just did it because he was upset because they you could hear the things they were saying to him. Who cares? Get over it. This I'm so sick of letting everybody get away with crap, especially in today's society. Um, you know, when there's there's no room for that when you're a professional athlete, none whatsoever. So um, enough of that, I guess. Um, Jay also says Mason Toy honorable mentioned. Yeah, I could have put him there for sure because that uh, I I agree he uh, has scored some serious bangers so far this season. So. Uh, Brother BKL says MLS winner Chicharito with five outstanding goals. Jesus Medina and Andre Jansen starting debut. Nani with an outstanding goal, backside kick, and losing FC Cincinnati. No moving muscle. Amen. Spin says, uh, yeah, 
Uh, Nani is an icon, right? There you go. And uh, Jay, okay, I listen to so many podcasts, can't can't fit anymore in. Hey, I hear you, man. I hear you. All right, so my last two w- losers of the uh, of the week, I've got Raphael Wicky, the head coach for the Chicago Fire. A horrible performance from the Fire against Atlanta United, uh, who's not that great of a team so far this year, even though I thought they'd be doing better than they are. Uh, and and Wicky just sitting on the bench, I mean, just looking dumbfounded, like a deer in headlights. Uh, just a really, really poor excuse for a head coach in MLS right now. Uh, so I, I got to put him in my losers as well. My third and last loser, FC Cincinnati. Their most important game of the season is coming up next week. If FC Cincinnati does not rebound from a huge 5-0 loss, it could be another lost season for FC Cincinnati, even with the signings that they did have because, dude, uh, I'll tell you, you get beat down like that 5 nothing. Uh, that can hurt, especially with a team who has not had a ton of success in the past. So FC Cincinnati, my losers, uh, wraps up my losers there. So there you, there you have it. Um, Jay Jardim says ATL, Ramon Poblano, Philly gets another one. Oh, look at that. Philadelphia now up 2-0 over Atlanta on the road. You can kiss Atlanta goodbye if uh, this result holds. Um, and there you go. So uh, Ono at it, losing side on my Chicago Fire head coach, bra. Totally. Totally. All right. So last couple things I want to talk about. First off, uh, big signing in MLS and for TFC, Jefferson Solteldo, a huge, huge get for TFC and MLS. This guy is the Santos number 10 from Brazil. Not anybody can just wear the number 10 for Santos. That is the shirt of Pele. Uh, They don't just give that shirt out. It's kind of like retired yet not really retired. Uh, so a huge get for TFC and MLS, uh, team of the Copa Libertadores finalist. Um, he was, he made the final, uh, beat Boca juniors in the semi scored in the semis against Boca juniors and was on that first team of the Copa Libertadores. Um, this is basically Seba 2.0. Um, this is, in my opinion, this is Seba 2.0, a winger. Um, it's uh, he's, he's a winger slash Cam, uh, this kid, I expect to see him in a forward type role, kind of working off of Josie. If he's healthy, then uh, I could see this guy being a Seba 2.0. Very similar player, great on free kicks as well. Um, it's it's exciting. I'm really excited about this kid, as is Jay Jardim there. Dude, everyone is praising this kid, uh, expecting big things. Yes, I am too. A lot of praise for this young man. And uh, again, only 23 years old. So uh, very young, very young kid. I mean, really a five-year contract now, or four or five-year contract they signed him to. They can flip this kid for a ton of money. Um, and then uh, I hope all this game we got is for a CB. I saw your tweet. Yeah. Um, if we get a quality center back, look out. Totally. If we've got Mavinga and a really good center back with him, um, TFC may be the team to beat in MLS right there with the LAFC, with Seattle. Um it, it could be good. So a couple other notes there. Uh, he was valued at $8 million on uh, transfer market. And there was a story uh, two years ago that Atlanta United was trying to get him uh, from Santos and was offering $18 million. Uh, a lot of talk, though, was possibly a fake offer, just trying to get his get value up for uh, the, the, the team. Um, but who knows? Either way, there were news reports that Atlanta United was offering $18 18 million for this kid. And uh, regardless, an unbelievable player. Can't wait to watch this guy do big things. Another trade for TFC. They did uh, end up 
picking up some more gam from Orlando City with another international spot. TFC doesn't need these international spots. They got so many youngsters that are going to get meaningful minutes this year. And uh, they move that for, for more gam. They got a ton of gam. They got $500,000 worth of gam now just sitting there just from those two, two, two trades. So it could be a big signing for TFC. Hope it's the center back for them. Um, and no, it's not the Gator like they the, the tweets were saying um, where they signed the Gator or something like this, right? Crazy. And we got Emma Fuentes on. How you doing, Emma? Thanks for jumping on and hanging out. Uh, Andy Valverde, how you doing, says prediction. Um, prediction for what? The TFC Cruz Azul game? I'll uh, give you that prediction when I uh, start that game, that feed in a few minutes. Um, at actually at nine o'clock. So 17 minutes from now. Um, but yeah, there you go. Uh, LOL, the ale gator. Yeah. Right. I mean the gator, it's not, you know, that was a pretty funny post there, but no, the gam was not for the gator. It's not gator allocation money. Anyways, last thing to touch on here, uh, USMNT players winning cups over in Europe, Mark McKenzie winning the Belgian cup, Zach Steffen winning the Carabao cup, man, very exciting times for USMNT players. Um, lots of guys. You got Serginho Dest winning the Copa del Rey a couple weeks ago. And uh, man, a, just really cool to see that, that we've got players now that are winning cups in Europe. Big time cups with big time clubs. The USMNT is getting better day by day. So uh, there you go. All right. Andy's got uh, TFC losing 3 nothing. Yikes. That's a tough one. All right, and Jay there, start him at the back. No one will get close to our net. Truth. Yeah, put a gator back there. No one will go, to, go anywhere near that net. All right, well, that does it for this episode of Sons of a Pitch, an American soccer podcast. Again, I'll be live in about 15 minutes for Toronto FC and Cruz Azul, the first leg from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. And uh, excited for that one. So make sure to come back. Going to switch up all the graphics, and uh, we'll be back uh, for that one. We'll see you guys in about 15 minutes. Thanks for watching tonight, and we'll enjoy your soccer this this afternoon and this evening. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye.